היום יום י"ב, חסידיזם very cute but meanwhile the Alter Rebbe who wrote we have dozens of books from him and uh, the Alter Rebbe is the founder of Chabad Chassidus etc he literally arrived in Mezrish four years after the Balshemte passed away which is not yeah thank you and uh, and uh, so he arrives in 1764 the Balshemte passes away in Shavuos the holiday of Shavuos 1760 And his successor, his main student, Rabbi Doivber, the Magad of Mezrich, um, was uh, leading the, uh, the movement in the city of Mezrich. And Alter Rebbe came there. Actually, he wasn't even in Mezrich at the time, I don't think. But whatever, it's a different discussion. And maybe, so he, uh, he, came back, he comes back from Mezrich after being there for over a year. He got the permission of his wife. And Alter Rebbe was on a mission, a man on a mission, to find the truth, to find the, the, his path in life. He, uh, he had two options. He could go to Vilna and he could study Torah with the Vilna Gon, the genius, Rabbi Eliyahu of Vilna, or he could study under the, under the Magad and Mizrich. So the Alter Rebbe said, I, I'm learning, I know how to learn already. Davening, I'm not sure I know how to daven. Like the rabbi's class, I'll teach you how to daven. I don't know, we have to go. So he went to Mizrich. Anyway, so he came back from his itch, and he, this is one of the first teachings, which was a, a very special chavivos, that means, it's very precious. In fact, the Friedrich says in the Sicha that, Tzamech Tzedek said that, uh, that there were a lot of older chassidim of the Alter Rebbe, who used to have a, a seder, a, a thing that they used to chazer over, repeat over the original titus of the Alter Rebbe. There was something very precious about those original teachings, which served as a foundation for the rest, of, uh, the rest of the Chabad philosophy, the rest of history. So, one of the first teachings, and in those days, the original teachings of the Alter Rebbe were called Werther. Werther, in Yiddish, in the singular, it's Vart. In the, in the plural, it's Werther. You, you tell somebody, tell me a Vart. Tell me a word. Werther means words. It's the Alter Rebbe Werther. This was the Vart that he, uh, that he taught. Um, you maybe heard it from the Magid, but we know it's from the Alter Rebbe. He said, Shema Yisrael, which literally means, Hear, O Israel. But of course, hear means, that means to internalize, means to understand, to feel. In the words of the, the Alter Rebbe, Ayid Der Hert. There's a difference between hearing and Der Herring. Right? Der Her means that, you, uh, that it's internalized, you, you, you really hear. You, you, you know when you tell somebody, do you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then they say, yeah. And you say, do you really hear what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? So that's their hair. What does a Jew their hair? Havaya elikeinu. Hashem elokeinu. What does that mean? So the word elokim actually comes from the word strength, might. That's what you find in Tanakh. Eile ha'aretz means the mighty ones of the land. Mi kamocha ba'elim Hashem. Who is like you among the mighty ones? Right? Kel means strength. And so on. So Elohim represents strength, which is why in the Code of Jewish Law, the Kavanah of the name Elohim means that Hashem is the, um, um, omnipotent, all-powerful. Takiv, Amitz, 
powerful and strong that he has the ability in the upper realm, the lower realm. So what do we mean when we say Elokeinu, which means our strength? We mean to say that God is Koicheinu v'chayuiseinu. Hashem is our strength. Hashem is our energy. Those who were paying attention to the Haftorah this past week, the famous Pasuk, Isaiah the Prophet says, Hashem yachlifu koyach. Those who hope in God will, go, will always have renewed strength. Because Hashem is their strength. So we say, Hashem elokeinu. Hashem is our God. Now another interesting thing about the name Elohim is if you look in the story of creation, it only mentions it uses the name Elohim. In fact, it uses the name Elohim 32 times in the original story of creation. Elohim represents in Kabbalah the world of nature. That's why it's in the world of creation, only the name Elohim. In fact, Elohim is 86, is the same numerical value as, as Hateva, the nature. Right? Elohim represents nature always, the concealment of God. Versus Yud Kevavke, the Tetragrammaton name, the four-letter name of God, represents God as He exists beyond nature, pre-creation, post-creation, right? Past, present, and future, all in one. The way He is beyond the reality of this world. God has a, has a life besides for uh, creating worlds. He exists independently of the world. So that's how I... And what are we declaring? The Jewish faith is, we close our eyes, and we declare that Hashem Elokeinu, that God is our strength. In other words, what's our strength? Higher than nature. God, as He exists, higher than nature is our strength. Jews are, do not exist within the realm of nature. In other words, not only the generality of the nation of Israel exists in a spiritual state. In other words, that there were kivsa'achas, that were like a sheep between 70 wolves and we exist miraculously. But every single individual within the nation exists completely miraculously. It is not at all within the confines not at all within the limitations, doesn't exist under the jurisdiction of nature, period, end of sentence. Right? The Jewish people don't exist within the framework of nature. They exist higher than nature. And that's, the, that's how a Jew, you know, right? we function within nature, but that's our decision almost. We're, we're going to engage in a world of nature, but we don't exist within nature. I, I believe that Ebed Hashab writes in, over there in his Akdama, the country of Mayan, uh, the Hashab, I believe, says that he wants to describe Judaism in its core and what it really is. And he says that if there would be no Jews left in the world except for you, God forbid. Right? Just think of, a, think of that crazy scenario. Whatever ended up happening, you're the last one left. You're the only Jew in the world. Says the Rebbe Hashab, every single th- commandment in the code of Jewish law is talking to you. Judaism is not about it. the nation of Israel. What na- no, no, no. It's you. You are the nation of Israel. Right? That every single Allah and Shachan Aruch is incumbent upon you. Every expression that it says that God loves the Jewish people is going on you. Every promise of the world is going on you. Right? In other words, that has to be the mentality of a Jew. So therefore, Hashem Elikeinu. Jews are completely Havaya, Yudke Vavke, higher than nature, is Elikeinu, is Koicheinu, Vechayuseinu, is our energy, is our strength, is our power. I saw a Jew go by the Rebbe by dollars, and he tells the Rebbe that he's retiring from being like a Rebbe or something. I don't know what it was. His son is taking over. The Rebbe told him, why are you retiring? He says, uh, He says, I'm out of strength. I ran out of strength. The Rebbe told him, Ver hot The Rebbe says, hot The Rebbe says, who has strength? No, none of us have strength. The Rebbe says, the Ebrister has, God has strength. So you live on God's strength. What is this whole, this whole idea of running out of strength? It has no, why are you living on your own strength? You're going to be depleted very quickly. You work on God's battery and you're good to go. In any event, concludes the Rebbe, Un, and Havai Yechod.
What's interesting, if, if, if this is how the Alter Rebbe said the Torah verbatim, then he didn't explain anything. And you should know, God is one. But apparently what it means, if you look in the sources, is that automatically, when a Jew has this realization, I'll say the way it's quoted in a mimer of the Friedrich Rebbe, he actually said this mimer, this whole Torah is from a mimer he said in Chicago. He came to Chicago, and he came to America in 1929, the summer of 1929, he spent 11 months here in America. Fascinating visit. He visited the president, President Wilson, I believe. He, oh, we have a whole book narrating, and he said, my martyrdom, and everywhere he went, thousands of Jews came to greet him. He went to St. Louis, the Friedrich Rebbe, you couldn't find, they're saying a few thousand Jews, everywhere he went. Because you have to realize, all the Jews in America, if you know the history of American Jewry, are from Russia. So even if they weren't Chabad, everyone knew the Friedrich Rebbe was the greatest Rebbe in the world. Everyone came, everyone was Nusachari, right? You go to all the shows in America. Right? They changed it to Nusachari, you know, they, they made it Americanized, whatever. <laughs> right? But at the end, of the end of the day, that was what was going on. So, so the Friedrich Rebbe was in Chicago, and he said over this mime, he was teaching davening, basically. He was going through davening, and he said this. And he said this realization of how a Jew completely exists outside the framework of nature allows him, in the Rebbe's words in Yiddish, he realizes that the primary of is in life is that everything is godliness. Never divorce. People thought America is different. He's telling them, the Chicagans, we have Phil, could tell us about how it is to be from Chicago. He was telling the Jews in Chicago, that, no, that's your hometown, no? Yes. 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 He said, he said, he was telling them that guys don't get carried away. Everything is godliness. It's not about Chicago. It's about God. And God, Chicago is God. Oh, everyone have a fantastic day.